0: Welcome to the Life on Shuffle podcast, a collection of stories about people who have taken chances, embraced the unexpected, and inadvertently discovered their true passions. Today, we are featuring Savannah Webb, an an energy specialist at Blue Ridge from Lenore, North Carolina. Also in the room today, we have Noah, Laura, Charlize, Josh, and myself, Mackenzie. Savannah Webb grew up in Lenore and is married and has two dogs. She has a love for music and enjoys singing at church. Welcome to the show, Savannah. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So let's hit it off with our first question. When you were 16 years old, what did you want to
1: be? When I was 16, I was a part of the chorus at High High School, and I was also a part of the theater, and I really, really, really enjoyed those things, and I really miss those things. Um, I had a very close relationship with uh, Alyssa Lowe. She's now Alyssa Plott, and she was my high school course teacher all four years. And I loved music. I loved how in touch she was with her students, and she really inspired me. And so I thought, I want to be just like Miss Lowe. And so... You know, when I was a small child, I just wanted to sing at the top of my lungs all the time. (laughs) But anyway, so I wanted to be a music... More so, I wanted to be a high school um, chorus teacher, but I wanted to be a music teacher. Do you think that's very
2: common for young kids to find a role model and maybe see themselves in the future as representing that role model?
1: I think so. Um, I think that... You can easily sort of adapt to the way that that person their lifestyle is, and, and you like what that is, and yeah. you know you have common interests with that person, and you think well, that looks like that's going great. <laughs> so I'll just do that. So I can definitely see that being a trend. Um, you know, I know a lot of um, guys I went to high school with um, took the masonry classes, and then they kind of struck up a bond with their masonry teacher, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are. Uh, brick masons or carpenters now, and so I think I think when there is a, a a good role model teaching a trade or or just a life skill in general in their career, it can definitely be attractive to people who. That's what you're thinking about right now. That's what you guys are thinking about is, right. where am I going after here? Not necessarily what the do future. I want. It doesn't have to be what you're doing for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That sounds so. Like condemning, <laughs> but um what, what's your next step? And so I can see that. Definitely. So, what do you do as an energy specialist? As an energy specialist, I do absolutely nothing with music, but <laughs> I still I still do music and I'll talk about that later if, if you want to know about it. But mm-hmm. as an energy specialist, um when someone purchases a new home or moves into a rental. I set up the electricity in their name because, you know, someone has to pay the bill. If someone has concerns about higher than normal energy usage, we take a look at that. And and sometimes that's how we can pinpoint if they have something in their home that's not working properly, costing them more money. Mm -hmm. So I deal with high bills. I deal with irate high bills. Um, (laughs) Also, if someone loses a loved one who is a so blue ridge energy is different from duke blue ridge energy is a member-owned cooperative um, which means that they purchase power from duke energy and sell it to the member so it's member owned when someone when a member passes away there's a thing called capital this is a long explanation but there's a it's a benefit to being a member if if unfortunately i do not live on blue ridge lines but if something were to happen to my husband i can apply for his portion of blue ridge energy so there's sort of an estate handling process when someone loses a loved one so i also energy the energy part stands for not only electric but propane and kerosene and fuel um different ways that people heat their home as well so i deal with gas logs and um furnaces and and just different ways that people can heat their home hot water heaters just anything that has to do with energy consumption that's that's what i do
3: sounds interesting i can never imagine doing that when i'm older <laughs> that sounds complex
1: it well does. it's you do it every day and it's nah.
4: <laughs> um you said that um your music teacher is who influenced you to want to pursue music so was there anybody or anything that made you want to pursue being an energy specialist?
1: That's a really good question. So when I quit going to Lenore Ryan, so I will, if you don't mind, I'll just tell you kind of why I left. So I wanted to be a music teacher because they say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That is true. But for me, I was so immersed in it that what I love began to feel like work. And that was like a big red flag to me. I panicked and I thought, if I end up hating music, this will have all been a waste. You know, my parents are paying for me to go to school here. Mm -hmm. And if I end up hating my career, oh my. So that's why I quit doing that because I didn't, I cared so much about my passion. I didn't want to lose it. So I quit going. And I actually started singing on the side here and there, but I went to the temporary employment office, and they had a what's called a peak period job at Blue Ridge Energy, which is where I wasn't technically employed through Blue Ridge, but what it is is they hired me to come in and work during their demand times, their busy times, to help the rest of them. So I would take care of sort of the... The transactional things, folks coming in and out—that that's sort of what I would take care of. So I worked there, and I got to—I got to see, kind of from a bird's eye view, if this is somewhere that I wanted to work or not, without really being committed. So I actually got to work as an well, I got to work and watch energy specialists. I did have a friend; her name is Kaylin Kent, and she is now working at a different cooperative in South Carolina. But she actually filled her position when she got promoted and so while I was working as a temporary employee if you will I got to see her she was a couple years older than me she's the age I am now and just I got to see her thrive and she didn't ever really look like she was bored like I listed all those tasks so it's never the same thing every day Mm. um so I would say if anybody it would be Miss Kalen I'd never thought about that I have to tell her (laughs)
3: So, correct me if I'm wrong. So, the whole reason you kind of, like, left trying to be a music teacher is because you didn't want to get, like, burnt out, basically. Exactly. You didn't want to lose your passion for it. Mm -hmm. That's
4: a good way to put it. Love your music. Yes. So, you said that you would mention about it later, about what you still do in music. Mm -hmm. Would you please explain what you still do?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, Mackenzie knows, because Mackenzie and I go to church together. Um, Well, I was singing with an old friend of mine. He would play, and we would go, and we would sing everywhere. But then when I got to working a 40 hour a week job, you know, I didn't really want to go and sing on the weekend. I just wanted to stay home. Um, well, I would sing at church here and there, and an opportunity several, probably maybe six months ago, presented itself. Our church had need for a worship leader or a music leader, and I just, I was sat there, and I thought, ah, uh, I didn't finish, so it's above my head. No, I do no, no. And I would see our our choir having... I knew that I could help. And I knew that I, I knew at least some. I knew I knew some things. And so I felt very burdened that I wasn't helping, and I knew enough to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, I started helping with the choir, just just kind of here and there, and, and then they pretty much asked me um in a roundabout way if i would mind doing that for them full time so and i mean it's you know technically part-time because i still work my job but so i am the choir director at uh, clover baptist church and i do not want to get teary-eyed but it has very much filled that void because i totally stepped away from what i was doing and singing along in the radio just wasn't enough but i did find a balance um it was too much music and then it was not enough music and now it's just, just right. <laughs> that's great that you get to do that. Thank it's you. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that's my favorite part of your story. Like although music isn't your career totally, like it's, you didn't have to give it up. Yeah. It's
2: beautiful. how You've incorporated into your Thank life. Thank you. Yeah. I
1: appreciate that.
3: So going back to your job, um, what's your favorite part about your job?
1: ironically my favorite part about my job is when i get to console a a, a newly widowed lady or, or a man who's just lost you know a widower a man who's lost his wife and they come in and when someone passes away there is so many things that the loved one left behind has to do it's ridiculous it's it is unreal the amount of paperwork and surface things that someone who is going through a fresh wound like that has to deal with and they always come in and say that you you guys are such a blessing this is the easiest thing we it's just we we are the easiest stop for them and so um while it, it always leaves me super emotional i love being that um that personal comfort that you wouldn't think you would find at the electric company you know so I actually enjoy that
0: that's really interesting I didn't think about that so is most of your job interacting with people
1: yes I definitely work with the public so it comes in all all forms it can be very interesting um, but in more positive ways than negative for sure there are definitely uh, more good people out there than not but it is totally a public job. <laughs> so
3: where'd you go to college again?
1: Lenore Ryan.
2: Was there any reason specifically you chose Lenore Ryan?
1: Yes. Uh, it's not a romantic reason. I just <laughs> I chose Lenore Ryan because I got into mainly Private schools and private schools are very expensive. Yes. I lived in Kings Creek, which is where I grew up, and I couldn't drive to Wingate, so I could <laughs> drive to Lenore Ryan. And Miss Lowe also went to Lenore Ryan, mm-hmm. my teacher I referenced earlier, so it, uh, I felt like I was stepping into familiar grounds from all of her stories. Um, but ba- basically, because I could commute. That's not a good reason, but it's... No, no, it's it's good.
2: It's good. I like it. I like the way you put that.
3: Do you think that college was right for you?
1: You know, I don't regret a day that I went because so many of the things that I learned in music... You know, when you first... Your first semester of college, your first couple years of college are supposed to be... You're supposed to get all those... I uh, don't know the word, but you're supposed to get, you know, your bread and butter, your meat and your potatoes, supposed to get the, you know, your reading and your math and all that, yeah, under your belt. Yeah. And with music, I had 22 credit hours and one of those credit, or one of those classes was English. The rest was music. So it would have taken mm-hmm. me forever. Yes. <laughs> wow. It would have taken me a very long Absolutely. time. Um what was your question? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I got um, totally derailed. I'm so it was, sorry.
3: No, it's okay. Was it right for you? Okay. To be there?
1: So I don't regret going, um, but I don't believe that it was right for me to have continued. The reason I don't regret going is because some of the things that I learned at the short time I was at Lenore Ryan was how to conduct a choir. I use that every week of my life now. I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know I was going to need that, but um, some of those things that I remember that are so important in music, you know, kind of the fundamentals of reading music and leading music, I needed that. Little did I know I would need that one day. Um, I don't think it was right for me to stay, so in in a way, the answer to your question is no, because I know at the end of the day, I would have ended up making this decision and unfortunately money does play a big key role into life and it was my parents money um that they they never batted an eye to to send me there but it was a big pill to swallow that I wasn't entirely happy and I was spending their money (laughs) so it wasn't right for me to stay because I knew I'm gonna end up changing my mind in a year and a half two years so why don't I just go ahead and this this bandaid off. I'm not discouraging anyone from going to college by any means. And you can get a, you know, a lot of use out of business and uh, applied science and different things that, you know, are pretty versatile. But what I was going for, it's, it's either that or nothing, you know, I couldn't use music education for anything else.
2: Yeah. I mean, what was that like that transition phase between being at Lenore Ryan and thinking of what you'd have to do from then on
1: it was it was a big pill to swallow like i say um mm-hmm. because since like i said it was 22 credit hours and nine tenths of that was music mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i'm sitting on my couch looking for applications right. <laughs> and nobody nobody takes paper applications anymore it's online it's online it's online so you know I did get um a little depressed from having to be inside because I'm a people person I love every kind of person and to not be able to walk into a business and say hey I'm Savannah I was hindering at the time do you have any positions would you like my resume They were like oh darling it's online you know uh, then I'd have to go back home and just all I could do was from my laptop, so it it got, it got a bit depressing. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I did not have to endure that too long, and it was also summer, so oh, you know, wasn't right. a bad time yeah, to not that, be in school. That <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> what was the type of position that you were seeking out? Like, you did you leave with a plan, or did you just leave and you were going to try to sort it out?
1: Oh, I did not leave with a plan. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I totally just jumped the moving train. Um, well like you said you had to rip the band aid Yeah they That's ripped that band aid of off decisions you had but saying. I went, I didn't leave with a plan and and after so many of those filling out online applications I you know would wait to hear back from them. And so a friend of mine owned a friend of mine's mother mm-hmm. is owns a hair salon. And so I I was a shampoo girl mm. <laughs> in the midst of mm-hmm. waiting for that. But that was, you know, some sort of income. And honestly, she was just doing me a favor, getting me, giving me something to do. Cause I felt like I had no purpose, mm-hmm. you know, just sitting at home, trying to get a job, just trying to fill my time more or less. But uh, no, I didn't have a plan. I just, but it did it really. Did. I'm very fortunate and very blessed because it doesn't, it doesn't work out for everybody that way. And that, time period of quitting Lenore Ryan and fine and, and finding my job was maybe eight months mm-hmm. it is not always that way I mean you know and it's okay I, I know people who are in their mid-30s and they just completely changed what they did for a living it had to nothing to do with their degree and, and so on and so forth and that totally happens so mm-hmm. um I have watched people come to my place to work and do the peak period position thing I only had to do that for two or maybe four months before I got hired on full-time and I've watched people do that job for a lot longer than I had to so um, I'm very thankful that that transition wasn't too long I'm sorry if I'm talking too much no (laughs) you're
2: doing great you're absolutely doing great
0: and what was your biggest fear during that time of uncertainty? Because it's got to be a pretty scary time. You don't know what's coming next. You had this plan and it's just not going to work out.
1: My biggest fear is, of course, that I would, it would be my biggest regret ever. And that it was too late, it's never too late to go back. However, you know, uh, going back now would be a different world because I'm, I'm married and have a different life now. Um, but at that time, my biggest fear was just regret. Um, And I was still very close and I am still close with some of the people that I was in those classes with. And, you know, I would have social media is horrible for bringing you down and, you know, would see them, you know, going to festival and um, going to competition. And so I worried that I would drift from some of those people, but sometimes. Like you, you do. You just do drift from people. Unfortunately, it's just a way of life. But my biggest fear was regret, and I can safely. I did regret it until I started doing this with the church, and it was like a light bulb went off that um, everything, everything truly connected. does happen for a reason, and it might be. And it was several years. Sometimes it takes several years to see what what's the method behind the madness, but there is.
2: And uh, speaking of people and connections, who would you say? Um, can be more than one person. Who would you say was your biggest supporter throughout that transition phase, throughout that uncertainty? Miss Lowe.
1: Really? Alyssa Lowe Plot. Yep, mm. uh, text. I just texted that's, her the other day. That's amazing. Um, great, great person.
2: That is amazing. It's
1: great you're still in touch. Yeah, yeah. I love her. There are teachers, who are teachers. the summer's off and there are teachers who are teachers because they were inspired and she's one of those and i'll never forget her that's beautiful it is yeah
4: has faith played a big role in your life
1: yes i'm actually glad you asked that um faith has definitely played a huge role in my life i have I have grew up in a Christian home. I I am a Christian. Um, And faith is something that you just, (laughs) if it weren't for faith, I probably would have been nauseous every day after I quit Lenore Ryan. (laughs) Um, But I knew that our God had a plan for me. And I actually, you know, you just keep clinging on. There's a plan. There's a reason. There's a reason. Sorry, guys, my phone's ringing in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I knew there was a reason, and like I say, up until really recently, I didn't know what that reason was, and I'm so glad that I held on to my faith um, because it got me through all those uncertain times, and I thought, you know what? Okay, I don't know what's coming next, but I'm healthy. I have family. I have loved ones, and it could be worse. You know, it, you know, you don't have to be living what society calls the dream to have a good life and so it's if it wasn't for faith if it wasn't for faith society really clouds you know the old keeping up with the Joneses saying social media is really bad for that because you only see a snapshot of you see the best of everyone's life and so if it wasn't for faith I think I would fixate on that the way a lot of us do
3: Yeah, it can impact a lot of our lives. Mm -hmm. We just want to be like everybody
1: else. Yeah, Yeah, it's very easy when you're
2: surrounded by it.
1: (laughs) That person, as soon as the phone clicks, who knows what kind of turmoil that they're going through, and Mm -hmm. we'll never know. So Stephanie, definitely, definitely you know, I have social media, but it's definitely good to unplug that every now and then.
3: Yeah. Um, How long have you been with your church choir?
1: Well, I've been going to church here for four years, over four years, actually. I've been doing this position for maybe six or seven months, maybe not even quite that long. So it's a very new thing, uh, but it's awesome. But you're
2: enjoying it so far.
1: Yes, it's great. I love it. I love it.
3: You you still balance your job in that pretty well?
1: Very well. Um, You know, I was there anyway. You know, I was there on Wednesdays and I was there on Sundays, so it didn't. Now granted, you know, in my personal time I'm planning and and doing things, but it's it's I'm planning something that I love. So it's very that's a very easy thing for me to balance. If I was having to balance something that I was dreading, I think it would impact me, but if anything it just um, makes it richer. Makes sense.
5: Now that you've had that opportunity to work with music and other people, did the thought ever cross your mind to think like well maybe maybe i maybe could go back i could
1: go back yes it, de- it definitely did um but as i say money is a big key role today <laughs> and my husband's even told me like well if you you know yeah then go back then go back but that's easier said than done yeah, yeah. um i do know i do know people and i want. I won't say names. I do know some people who are um, music teachers now that I went to school with, and they what's happened is they were very in touch with their students when they first became a music teacher because you're right about the same age, right? Mm-hmm. And then the older they got, the further away that disconnect was, or the, the further that yeah I guess I said that right it became harder to relate the older they got which isn't necessarily why they went into that role in the first place it was just it it made it easier because you know you could relate to the student and all and, and now some of them are starting to say I don't know if I can relate to these kids anymore should do I am I gonna should I continue to do this and as much as I love working with people and I love working with me and don't get me wrong. If I could do that every day, I really think I would, but (laughs) I got to commend you (laughs) as a teacher because every day something is new in the school system. And, and I, I venture to say, you probably carry a lot of that stress home with you. And, um, the one thing I like about my job now, um, is I leave it at the door. I don't carry it home with me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, and, I, and I have a heart for people, and I think I would, some, you know, some children go through some very terrible things, and I think I would just think about them all the time. You know, I think it would be hard to walk away. I, It would be hard to go home some days yeah. mm-hmm. not
5: knowing what some of your students are going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I spend 35 minutes driving home, and I spend, you know, every minute of that kind of sealing off that part yeah. of the day so I can walk in the door and
1: yeah.
5: open my the next part of my day. Right. Um, but all of that kind of, you started to answer the next question I wanted to ask okay. you, is that <laughs> if you had to envision, not knowing maybe what your friends have mentioned to you now, mm-hmm. what kind of teacher did you think that you would be? Like, how would you interact in the classroom? Well...
1: I definitely would want to be the type of teacher that is not only approachable, but, you know, if you tell me something, of course there's a line, I, you know, I will keep it between me and you as long as you're not in danger and someone else isn't in danger. And that's one of the things that I always appreciated about my slow. I went through some pretty devastating loss and death in high school and, um, I was actually with her. I know this is not a question about her, but in life, I just aspire to be like her so much because she did so much for me. I was actually with her the day of some of these events, and she was just always there for me. So I would want to be an open book um, with my students. These are some of the things that I did in my life, and these are some of the things that I haven't done, and I learned from these things. And, you know, um, I'd want to be the best example I could be but also understanding when a student doesn't necessarily pick a choice or make a decision that I agree with, I want to be understanding. Because if if that student doesn't feel like they probably can't talk to mom and dad, you're not always going to be yourself with your friends. So if that one teacher at school will just let me, just let me talk. And I, and I, and she truly leaves it at the door. I'd want to I'd want to be the outlet, um, and for me, music in high school was a big outlet to me. Um, it was just whatever was going on in life. Okay, well it's, it's time to sing, and so the kind of all of your problems just kind of went hush. And so I would want to be. I have some very long explanations, and I am sorry, but I would no, want well, to be a student's outlet great. in a way. You know, a safe place a safe place that you can come.
5: You
2: sound like you would make a great teacher. Oh, thank you. Don't tell me that. I I would second all of that. Thank you. um,
5: So this is one of my favorite questions to ask people that that have made a pretty drastic change Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. what their prescribed plan is and now, or was and now is. Um, With your explanation of what the kind of teacher that you would be and then how you deal with, I don't know if y'all call them customers or members. members. We have members so, and customers. Okay. So. Um, can you make a connection between how you envisioned yourself working with students and how you deal with Blue Ridge's members and customers now?
1: So I guess hmm, that is a good question. So, you know, like I answered, I would try to be an open book um, or, or an outlet with my potential students you know that I would have had and with my members and customers now whatever the if they're coming in they're coming in with a concern Uh, now we do have some really sweet old older ladies that would just come in and bring us cakes because they just like us so but most of the time someone's coming in with a question or a concern Mm -hmm. Um, whether it is I just lost my job my bill is, you know, X amount of dollars. How can I ever afford to pay this? Is my electricity going to get cut off? My husband just passed away. He was the primary income in my household. What am I going to do? Um, I try, I, I just let him talk. Because even though I know the answer, I, I, it's usually, even though the scenarios are different, the answers are pretty much the same. We, we we're very accommodating. You know, we're pretty understanding. We're a lot different than um, Duke Energy. And so, I let that person just vent, even though I, I'm never I'm never going to cut someone off and go, yeah, okay, okay. Well, here's the answer, mm. because they're telling me something because they're a little bit flustered and they just need to get something off their chest. So even if they're angry, let them just just let them get it out, and then we'll we'll fix it later. And maybe they just needed that. So I try to be an outlet for the members and customers too. It's really kind. Thank you. Well, I don't want someone to treat me that way. Yeah. And then, you know, Blue Ridge, I have to commend um, the company I work for. We are very big into customer service. And when I experience, when I experience anything less than great customer service as a customer, I'm going, who is your is what I'm. Th- is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Who is your boss? I had to call a certain pharmacy the other day, and I asked. I wanted to pay for my prescription over the phone, and right. the gentleman went <sighs> mm-hmm. and then proceeded to answer my question. And I was like, "Maybe you're having a bad day." Is what I thought yeah. to myself. <laughs> I just don't understand why you would be anything other than kind, but that's
3: yeah. Always try to. I always try to give like workers the benefit of the doubt because maybe they're just having a bad day. Maybe
1: they're having a bad day.
4: So you said you had a husband. Is he one of your biggest supporters throughout your life? And when did you meet him and everything?
1: So I've always known my husband. Um, it's kind of hard not to know everybody in a small <laughs> town, mm-hmm. but Still we true. did not begin uh, dating until about. Not even five years ago, but just about five years ago. And my husband balances myself. We balance each other really well. I'm kind of high strung. I talk really fast. And and I am the worry (laughs) wart. I worry and I get anxiety about everything. Mm -hmm. And my husband just kind of, it is what it is. You know, that's that's him. Mm -hmm. And so... He is uh, my calm through the storm. And sometimes I can find myself feeling a little bit annoyed that he's not bothered. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it makes me love it When I have had a crazy day, I have crazy days at work. You know, there's only, you can only, if, if I have 10 high bill or IRA, or, or if I've had a lot of loss, you know, in the office that day, sometimes that affects me. And then I come home and he's just, his good old goofy humming along self mm-hmm. it just really br- brings me back down to reality so he is a good support but more than that he, he bat we're a good balance i make him serious when he needs to be serious and he makes me goofy when i need to be goofy <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: other than support systems what would you say is a way that you as an outlet that's your career what would you say that you have found a way to maybe de-stress or get rid of maybe all those negative emotions you may get from people who come to you with concerns.
1: So one very simple thing to do is, is to breathe in for five seconds and breathe out for five seconds. That, that's just a big help with, with any sort of stress and anxiety in general, but you can't count to five all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. know, um, I have, you mentioned earlier, I have two dogs. <laughs> I yeah. don't mean to sound silly, um, but I have two golden doodles, and one of the two is very, very in tune with me specifically. Um, and if I have had a very stressful day, that little angel just doesn't even leave my side, Aww. and I love her for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I do I do a lot of singing on my own. I mean, I'm a very Alexa, play play Broadway show tunes, mm-hmm. and then I, you know, I'm oh, really yeah. annoying. You know, I'm sure my husband loves that. He's a oh, yeah. blue collar guy through and through, and I'm in here singing Hamilton. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I sing. I mean, I you know, I have different you know breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's something pretty surface, but I really do love to sing, and so singing is an outlet for me. Spending time with my dogs because just look at them. I mean, they're not worried about anything. They're just smiling all the (laughs) time. So they're 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 a big help. Yeah, I love my animals. They
3: always yeah, they're great. Mm -hmm. They're insane though.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So, just a little icebreaker question: What's your favorite genre of music?
1: Oh gosh, Mm -hmm. that is very hard. That is very hard. I. Hmm. Believe it or not, I really like classic rock and roll. (laughs)
5: Seriously? (laughs) Believe it or not,
1: I really do. I love, I do love contemporary Christian. I do love um, 90s country. I like, I mean, I like Hamilton. I like opera, (laughs) for crying out loud. You have a wide music But I, yeah, I really, I really like 70s, 80s, Def Leppard, um, oh yeah aerosmith yeah i I'll, I'll love it yeah <laughs> you never think but I like it <laughs> but which no. one's your favorite to sing yeah which one's your favorite to sing I like to sing aerosmith, yeah, oh my favorite to sing like like in the rate like in the car aerosmith um if I had to pick uh, I my go to to sing other than you know when I'm in church I'm singing Christian mm-hmm. music right um when I would go out and about, you know, and I would tell you, I would sing different places. We did some classic rock, but a lot of 90s country was, <laughs> yeah. it really fits my voice. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, like, kind of like going back to your older years, like, would you even, like, imagine yourself in this position where you are right now, like, working as an energy specialist at Blue Ridge? No.
1: No. As a high schooler, I would have been like, there is no way I'm working in an office right? Because nobody thinks that that's going to be their dream, but you don't know until you do it. Yeah. Um, I, I never, no, I, I definitely never thought I would be working for the electric company, but it wasn't my, it wasn't my plan. Um, I thought it was. And I think sometimes when you try to, I am a, I've got to do everything myself. I have to plan everything. And if everything goes according to my plan, that'll be great. But if one thing throws my plan off its course, then, uh, you know, mm-hmm. all heck breaks loose. So it definitely was not something that I envisioned, but now that I'm living it every day, I, I really, I really do enjoy my day-to-day job.
3: So you're content with it?
1: I'm content. And it's a very, it's a very important thing to be content and not always be looking for bigger and better and more. Contentment is something that money cannot buy you. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you foresee yourself going beyond energy specialist, or is that probably going to be it?
1: Maybe. Uh, you know, I've, I've been asked by uh, coworkers and peers a, a similar question, but at the moment, uh, if something, at the moment I'm content, but if something were to present itself that interests me, then we'll see. But, at, you know, at, the, at this moment I'm, I'm okay with where I'm at.
2: That's good.
0: Okay, so one last question. So what is the best advice you have for young adults trying to figure out what they want to do in life?
1: Don't let anyone tell you that you have to do anything. I don't want to say this in the wrong way. I encourage anybody to further their education. But if you're interested in a trade, you know, you you might benefit from a trade school, you know, you know, guys and girls. And also, one piece of advice that I have is whatever you decide to do as your next step doesn't have to be what you do for the rest of your life. So if you go to school to be a nurse and and you get half the way through nursing school and you're like, oh, my word, this is awful, <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, and you might love it, it's okay. You can change courses. You can change your major or, you know, if, if you don't go to college and you're in a certain career and you don't like it You can change your career um, Nothing is set in stone So don't let that Cripple you mentally Because it will it, You know, um, And I think that's gotten better Generationally mm-hmm. Our grandparents told our parents You have to go to college, you have to go to college da, 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 da. But not really knowing What lied beyond that And now we're in a society Where a student goes to college for a specific skill set and gives it their all and then they come out and they can't find a job in that field and that's very disheartening to someone who's worked so hard, so hard probably so spent long. a lot of money blood sweat and tears literally um so be open to anything be open to different careers and If you have something you're really passionate about and you go to school for it and you can't find a job, it doesn't mean it's not ever going to happen to you. It's not going to happen for you. Maybe you just have to find something else for the time being until that door door opens. Don't close all the doors. That's amazing. Thank you. That's
2: great.
0: Thank you, Savannah, for joining us today. Today's episode was recorded on April 27th, 2023. This episode was produced by Noah Calix and it was hosted by Mackenzie Sherl, Charlize Ayers, Laura Rios, and Josh Cooper.